I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. I am the name on everyone's lips, Nick Kachanov. And my name is Colin Drucker, and I simply cannot do it by myself. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> That's good. I, I mean, I can't I, do it alone. It took me a while to figure out which one to do, and I was like, "Yeah." I actually had to look. Yeah, right? I had to look through a lot of them myself. There's a lot to pull from, but uh, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm content. We don't need to redo that. Not that we've ever redone any take on this podcast. That's right. They're all one hot. take, and yes, uh, we're here to talk about. Chicago and Catherine Zeta-Jones today. Yes, yes. I, this was, I have not seen this movie since it came out in the theaters, and I went to Ooh. see it, I guess, in my senior year of high school with all of my, like, theater company friends. And, yes, you know, that was, that. I mean, it was, it was that feeling. I was not a big musical theater person, but a lot of the other musical theater kids were. I was just kind of yeah. in it to make friends. And... Uh, I was there to make friends, unlike so many... I was just going to say. <laughs> right, right. I, <laughs> Ironically enough. I'm here to make friends, actually. Um, and uh, I, you, there was just that feeling of, like, this was, like, this was a very important day. This was a very important moment for them. This was a fulfillment of something that they had only seen in their minds for years. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. I uh, I saw it. Are you two years older than me? What, what year did you graduate high school? I graduated high school in the summer of 2003. Okay, I graduated in 2004. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're not that far mm-hmm. apart, too. Because I was a, either a sophomore or, I guess, a junior, really, when I went. And I went with none other than my mom. Oh. Because <laughs> what are gay sons for? I was like, Mom, I think we should go see this. And she was all in. Oh, Because it's totally. such a... You know, Richard Gere taking off his underpants. I remember specifically the mom energy in that theater just like losing it yeah. during uh, yeah, that number. Well, it's great. It's funny you bring up Richard Gere because I definitely had that experience watching this movie of like, oh, yeah, Richard Gere. That's a yeah. thing, right? Yes. Um, just a little bit of trivia, too. For the longest time, they wanted John Travolta for that role. Oh. They offered it to him, I think, a couple of times, and he turned it down for whatever reason. I'm like, what's John Travolta doing? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because that would have been fun. I think but, it would have uh, been fun. I'm not even sure. I'm curious your thoughts if I think Richard Gere was amazing in the role. But I think John Travolta, I'm trying to think of John Travolta circa 2002. You know, like. Ooh, where was he? Not what yeah. he is now. Yeah. That's true. Not Adele Dazeem, John Travolta. Yes, yes. It's like, will <laughs> he come out? Is that? like? I know, right? What's it going to take, you know? 
Will he come out about his his hair and the fact that he's losing it? Is that what you're talking about? Of course, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and specifically, you mean his beard, Kelly Preston? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Kelly Preston. Um, but but going back to our sort of um, you know the origin stories of when we saw Chicago, I I uh, I think I released it was a bonus episode on the No Good Very Bad Gay for Patreon a a two hour episode with just Keon and myself because he has seen Chicago, the show, I think five or six times he has seen it. So wow. he was, he is fluent. He loves the movie. Um, I was just on team like movie. I, I did listen to the Broadway soundtrack a bit because there's some numbers that are actually cut from uh, the show, which is, you know, that's pretty standard for any movie adaptation too. But I live for this movie. In fact, so much that I didn't even rewatch it because I know it so wow. well. So that was, it was a great week for me. I brushed up a bit. Mm-hmm. I saw, I, re- I rewatched some numbers, but uh, it is, I'm ready. I'm always Chicago ready to talk about Chicago it ready. Uh, I was ready. Silky Nutmeg Ganache ripping off yes. her jumpsuit or whatever that thing was to reveal. Why are we yelling? <laughs> Why are we yelling? Yeah. Yeah. From from one uh, spangly bathing suit, there was another. It was. Yes. A, a tangent on Drag Race. Just for, for two it. seconds. Yes, are please. you watching Have You Watched Drag Race UK? I know I haven't, Colin. I haven't. I know who won. Um, I watched the like the pilot if you will mm-hmm. i watched the first episode i was like this seems like a lot of fun i'm going to watch this mm-hmm. and then i just never did i do that a lot lately it's like ghosting after the first date really it feels like yeah but i i know that i would love it and i know that there's so much to talk about and i know you guys are covering it too over and all right all right mary and i it hurts my heart to just like delete that episode every week Oof. but i think Oof. i will go back i know it's like a, it's a, it stings it stings it stings yeah <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to. And I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. And then I just like swipe. That's it. okay. That's okay. I feel like the season will be there. I, I feel like, you know, the people who aren't listening right now is All Right, Mary. It's like, well, whenever you do watch Drag Race UK, then yes. this will be sitting there waiting. Um, yeah. Ditto for Drag Race Thailand. Ugh, yes, it's exactly. It's so good. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't know why I got into that tangent, but... Uh, Yes. Why did I get on that tangent about Drag Race? Was it something to do with Chicago? Or Chicago. I think about... making okay. a silky... Somehow that got me from making a Chicago-ready comment to have you watched Drag Race UK. I don't know how I got halfway, ready. Yeah, halfway across the country and all the way across the Atlantic <laughs> with that question. Yeah. Uh, uh... Well, I guess the next question is how how did it compare? What what thoughts do you have on the initial screening back to senior year, Colin, to... To to now to present day to now to this vintage grape I um <laughs> I you know I remember seeing it in the theater and I remember really enjoying it I remember feeling the excitement of like they both reached for the gun and like cell block tango Ooh, yeah. and just like the those songs cell block tango Ugh. those songs have such gay whistle tones you know it's like I I feel like I could I remember that feeling of like during cell block tango like the the repeated ha- he had it coming at the end, and there's the stamping. Oh and the, yes, yeah. and the, like it raises like levels, you know. Bum bum, he had it. Yeah, come, he had it. Come. Yes. Oh, it is just. It's like I mean euphoric. I, I could barely hear the movie over the whistle tones. You know, <laughs> it was just. It, I mean, I like so stuff like that. I mean, I felt that then, and I feel it now. Uh, mm. You know, seventeen years later, and. Uh, 
it, I mean, it was a, it's a great movie. It flies by. It really sucks you in. It does. Um, yeah. I am not a big musical person. Uh, yeah. And uh, except for my uh, rabid love for company, apparently. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah. that's good. That's good enough. Yeah, sure. I mean, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I'll take that little tiny exception. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the music is great. And like, yeah. so like, it's, it's a great show. I mean, it's a great movie. I have not seen the show, even though I've lived in New York for, you know, skate eight years and like there have been so many iterations of it and so many different like sure novelty castings of it and i just oh lord yes you know it, it's uh it's just one of the things that's sitting there that like because it's there i'm not taking advantage of it you know yeah that makes sense i even when i was there too i was like i should see these but like who has the money to kind of throw that even though you can get a ticket like for 20 bucks to chicago probably at right. this point too but uh, it's still there. It's still selling out. It's the longest running revival of a musical ever. Yeah. Every time, like during different numbers, I was kind of thinking about what the Broadway version was like and thinking about what, you know, a Wednesday matinee, what a, you know, what a Thursday evening performance is like for someone who's been doing the same, you know, the same, maybe not even starring role for the past, you know, six months. And like, having to remember that okay for some people out there this is the first time they're seeing this show so you can't act like it's the you know a hundred and something time you've done it you know it's hard it really is hard to keep that fresh i was listening to that uh episode of in the envelope with ann dowd best supporting actress ann dowd oh, and yes. she she was talking about just doing theater and she's like you know i think it was her that says it said it, excuse me that said like you know you do eight shows a week and you only feel like doing it maybe four times a week mm-hmm. and you have to find the energy to really get there uh it is tough yeah it's hard yeah i feel like <laughs> when people you know when they talk about interviews how it's just like a joy every night to be you know out on the boards and, and living this character's life it's like no there are tuesday nights that you do not feel like being there and you still exactly. have to like show up and like bring all those emotions to you know to to peak level um, it is. I, I think that's uh, as much as, you know, you can actors are very easy to make fun of, you know. Sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, when it comes down to it, the work of it is like when you do put it on paper, it's like, OK, yeah, no, it is kind of a hard job. OK, fair enough. Yeah, specifically staged, like any sort of Broadway actor, like musical specifically, especially like one. I can't imagine being Roxy Hart eight times a week, yeah. like, what she has to do. And um well, I guess uh, speaking of Roxy Hart, I mean, I know we'll talk about Renee, and I, 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 I'm. Did you see Judy yet? By the way, I'm gonna be seeing it this upcoming weekend after Thanksgiving. I'm getting together with some friends. We're gonna watch Judy. Ooh, I love that. And like a double feature of Judy and like some like Judy Garland movie. So. Ooh. Yeah. I'm booking my ticket to New York right I now. I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I'll have the glass of champagne poured and waiting yes. for you. Yeah. Clang, clang, clang. Went the trolley. <laughs> clang, clang, clang. Went the mega bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't knock it till you try. Hey, not a bad bus. <laughs> I've done it. Uh, not a bad bus. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, so I mean, let's get into I, I, uh, more about the movie too. Um, this film, I I do have to say I have so many thoughts right now too. But um, this was a gr- <laughs> I feel like one of those presenters. This was a great year for film, but mm-hmm. it really was a great year at the Oscars. There is so much to unpack. Um, that I kind of want to start. I, I think that uh, we can maybe start with a little bit of wh- where do we go first? Typically, I'm, I'm blanking here. I, I feel like you know a great a great way to to um, 
exemplify that, if that's the verb I'm looking yeah. for, is let's look at who the Best Picture nominees were of 2002. Ooh, I love that. I think that'll give us a sense of Best Picture 2002 nominees. Oh, interesting. Okay, so this year, the Best Picture nominees were The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Whoa. Gangs of New York, The Pianist, The Hours, and Chicago. Ooh, it's tough. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. I have no. Have you of those five movies? How many of those have you seen? I've seen the pianist. I own the pianist when I, because um, I remember it was one of those things when I was in high school that I was like, it has Oscar buzz. I know it, and I'm just gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. Back when you just bought DVDs all willy nilly. Um, I have also seen The Hours several times. I really love that movie. Same. Um, I have not seen any Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, isn't that sad? I don't know. Same. I, is it? No, I have not seen any of them either. And I think that I would, I have heard people talk about it in ways that like do interest me, but it's a big commitment, you know? And I, yeah. I feel like I need, um, I mean, I don't want to will this into the world, but I need some reason to be bedridden and like all, but then still able to like watch something. You know what I mean? Yes, like, and enough, like, yeah, and enough pain to, like, you know, because being sick sometimes, is, as great as it is to be in bed, sometimes you're just sick and you don't want to, you don't even have the energy to watch TV, which is also a bummer. Exactly, yeah. exactly. When it comes down to, like, I have the flu and my hair hurts and I'm watching diners, <laughs> drive-ins, and dives because I just can't bring myself to watch anything else. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is, a, as the kids say, a mood. A mood. Oh, yeah, <laughs> mood. that is a mood. Um, And so... <laughs> Um, so yes, uh, that's my feelings on Lord of the Rings, uh, Gangs in New York. I haven't seen, but obviously we'll mention uh, Cameron Diaz, <laughs> Cammy, Cammy soon. Um, yes. So yeah, no, a great year for movies. Uh, a great year, you know. I actually for women. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. It's a great year for lady performances. And maybe yes. what we can do is because this is what we do is let's talk about the Golden Globes, the Oscars, and the Baftas, which I have all listed. Um, oh, of all the music to my ears, I know of the, all the best actress nominees. Just to kind of like recognize best actress Ugh. before we get into best supporting actress. I love it. Okay, all right. So let's see. Um, obviously, this is the year that Nicole Kidman won for The Hours. Yeah, and Renee was nominated for Chicago. Yeah, Julianne Moore. This was a double year nominee, double nominee year for her because she was nominated in best actress category for Far From Heaven. And Diane Lane was nominated for Unfaithful and Diane Diane and Salma Hayek for Frida. That's a great category. It is a tight, tight best actress. So just to compare to the Golden Globes, and of course the Golden Globes do drama and comedy musicals. So uh, Mm -hmm. in the drama category, Nicole won for The Hours. Salma Hayek was nominated for Frida, Diane Lane for Unfaithful, Julianne Moore for Far From Heaven, and... Meryl Streep for The Hours, which is notable for she has no Oscar nomination for that. So, And that's really crazy to me. We'll get into it. Yes. uh... So she was nominated for Best Actress. Of course, we know that she was also nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Um, Wow. And so was Julianne Moore. So the two of them were nominated for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress and both lost and both were in The Hours that year. Um uh, yeah, I'm in a tizzy in the best possible way. I just love it. I you know, it's this is it's this is just like a, this is <laughs> keep it. Going. Yeah, I know this is just like a golden corral buffet of of 
all my favorite dishes. <laughs> so, I know. So going over to the best actress motion picture category, uh, motion picture music comedy or musical. Oh, yes. Adele Dazeem. I'm losing it up here. <laughs> um, so Renee won for Chicago. Yes, I read that. Uh, and Catherine Zeta-Jones was nominated for best lead actress as well. In the same category, yes. Which, so Renee beat Catherine. And I don't mm. agree. I think she is squarely best supporting actress, but we can talk about that. Yes, um, I have thoughts too. And uh, fellow nominees were Goldie Hawn for The Banger Sisters, which I did not see. I've never seen it, no. Nia Vardalos for My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I love that that's this year, too. That made me smile. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's a movie just worth reseeing in terms of like a little independent movie that blew up, you know? Ah, I love it. Andrea Martin. Um, I was just going to say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And Maggie Gyllenhaal for Secretary. I know. So, which have you seen that? I know that it's basically like Fifty Shades of Grey before Fifty Shades of Grey was, and a better version of it, because I know Julie Klausner loves that movie. Yes. Uh, I've heard only good things about it. I just, you know, I'm like, I know, I know. Um, But it's weird that it's like, you know, Robert California in his younger years. Yes. But yes. I'm into it. I think he was handsome. I think he is still kind of handsome as well, too. So uh, I'm sorting that out on my own. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Turn the lights down low, yeah. I know. Um, yeah. No, I do want to just mention, it's important, I think important, well, all this is important to me, but I think it's yes. worth mentioning the, the BAFTAs. Please, yes. So, for Best Actress, Renee Zellweger for Chicago. For some reason, I think because of release date, Halle Berry was nominated in 2002 for Monsters Ball, which she Whoa. won the Oscar for 2001, but that's interesting. Um Salma Hayek for the hour for uh, Frida. I would love yeah. to see Salma Hayek in the hour. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, Las horas. Uh, yeah. Nicole Kidman won for the hours, and Meryl Streep was nominated for Best Actress for the hours. That's so interesting to me. Yeah. So it, for lead actress, for lead actress, so she didn't get nominated at all for so Meryl Streep. She had the weirdest year at the Oscars. She at the, she didn't get nominated for Best Actress. For Best Supporting, she got nominated for Adaptation. At the Golden Globe, yeah. she won for Adaptation, got yes. nominated for the Hours. And then in Best Actress at the BAFTAs, she got nominated for Best Actress for the Hours. And I don't know what the BAFTAs were for Best Supporting Actress. She may, I think maybe Catherine Zeta-Jones won that. But she may have been nominated Possibly. for that as well for Adaptation. So... Can we can we break down the hours for a moment? Ooh. I need to talk about the hours. Um, yes. Because I I love that you've read the book, too. That makes it even better. Oh. Um, because it is well worth the read for anyone who hasn't read it. It's a beautiful, beautiful novel. Um, I feel like I don't know if there is a lead actress in that movie. And, and maybe it's been a, a minute since I've seen it. But I, I, I think that they jump... There might be more memorable moments from some of the performances, you know, but I think everyone kind of gets a moment. Yeah, um, it's it's so much like The Favorite, where I think yeah. this came down to not having, I think Nicole was getting a lot of, um, you know, you know, push for the Oscar. And so mm-hmm. I think to not have Julianne Moore or Meryl Streep kind of like competing for that. Uh, and I think that's kind of what it was. It was just like, you know, because, yeah, watching the hours it is at different points, all of their stories. And I think the, I I mean, I think that in terms of definition of what's a lead actress, I think who is like the central focus of a movie and like all of them are at a certain point. Yeah. And like Meryl Streep's character in some ways is actually the main character. 
I was kind of leaning towards that as we're talking. I'm, I'm thinking about that. It starts with her. I don't want to say it ends with her because there's that scene with Julianne Moore when she's like old. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, it's it's tough. It's still like Clarissa's story, though. I think it all everything happens in Clarissa's day, and mm-hmm. then what happens to Julianne Moore's character and to Virginia Woolf is like tangentially what happened to them you know yeah on a yeah, certain yeah. day but it's to me it really is clarissa's story and yeah um yeah oh god that yeah the book is so beautifully written and like mm-hmm. i kind of like i read the book after seeing the movie and i don't Same. i don't know what the reverse obviously i'll never know what the reverse is like but i think that was one of the rare instances we're reading because i have obviously other books i've read before seeing the movie and this is one of the rare instances I found where, like, reading the book after the movie seemed like the best way to do it. I 100% agree. It, yeah. it almost, like, added to my love for the movie, too. But it also, like, I was in love with the book, too. And I'm just glad that both of them are so beautiful. Yeah. Like, Stephen Daldry and, like, that score. Like, I mean, oh. I love a Philip Glass score. Like, oh. also notes on a scandal. Like, mm-hmm. it's that... I, I just and Tony Collette is in it. Also, John C. Riley is in the hours, or which is just great. Yeah, too. it's uh, oh, just crossover here. Oh yeah, he was having a big. This was like John C. Riley was having like a <laughs> yeah, big yeah. boom in his career. Um, yeah, yeah. This was like the hours. I feel like you just go down the line, and it's just such a good cast. And like there are people who like I don't know, like Allison Janney. I feel like she wasn't quite the name then that she is now. Yeah, but like her performance in that is as good as she would be now. She's so good in that movie. Like the, yeah. the fact that like the movie kind of actually starts with her character and something happening of her, like sneaking into bed early in the morning. I love that scene. I just love that. And then that kiss at the end when they just like have that moment together. And I just, I, there's another moment where Allison's Janney's character is like watching. I think it's when, um, Julianne Moore shows up at the end when she gets to the apartment okay. and Allison Janney's oh, yeah. character, like there's just a shot of her watching through like the kitchen door window or something like that. And it's just one of those, like it, it's like Margaret at the end of Kramer versus Kramer, like having a moment alone with a character. Yeah. And we get yes. this like moment alone with, with Sally and it's like, ugh, this is what I came here for. <laughs> it's, it's so good. I've been wanting to watch it again recently or re re reread the book. Excuse me. Um, Maybe I'll do both. Yeah. I just, I love it so much. Yeah. I think the fall winter is a great time for the hours. Yeah. Yeah. The hours. Um, All right. I feel satisfied. I I honestly think, do you think that they didn't nominate Meryl for the hours because they knew that she would probably win for it? Like in either category, like since they're pushing for Nicole or even like a meaty supporting role, like she would have maybe beat Catherine. Yeah. You think she would have, or is it just... I mean, it's, of course, just speculation, but... Um... Yeah, I don't know, because, like, what is it about her performance in the hours that wasn't getting Oscar buzz? Like, why, did, of all three perform And the fact that hers was the one that wasn't nominated in particular. Yeah, I, f- I would love to be uh, in the room for that conversation. You know, like, the nominating committee, I don't know how it works, and I would love to just be a fly on the wall with that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, just to, like... And I guess when you line it up with, like, other Merrill performances, like, where does it stack up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember it, actually, pretty frequently. Like, that's top ten, for sure. Yeah, the scene with um, Jeff Daniels' character, when, like, just that whole sequence is... 
I love Jeff that Daniels. scene. Daniels, yeah. Yeah, I love that scene. He's great at playing a gay man. He's just like yes. nails it without like trying to go for brownie points or like who cares that he's being brave. Like I don't think he even cares. Like you can tell that he's doing a lived-in character, not playing a gay man, you know? Yes. Uh, and Meryl Streep just crumbling against the oven, oh, crying. There's so... Yeah, uh, she should have been nominated. I don't know why, and we never will. No. It's over. Yeah, I just... From that scene, I... This may be... A, it's one of those, you know, we have those quotes, but, like, this is a quote that I think I probably just say with myself, is uh, is in that scene when she kind of slides down and she sits on the floor and she just goes, it's just too much. And I, yeah. I am obsessed with that line reading. I'm obsessed it's with it. It's so good. It's just too much. Oh. I say that to Keon, like, when he asked me to go to the grocery store. <laughs> He's like, can you pick up some milk on the way home? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's just too much. <laughs> he doesn't understand. Oh, oh God. I we've all it. been there. Yeah. Am I right, ladies? Yeah. <laughs> right. When you try to use an obscure ladies reference from a movie that your know. boyfriend doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Uh, anyway. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, I think... I think we we could just start diving into these other fellow nominees. I mean, I think we're we're rounding that yes. corner. Should we? Yeah, let's do it. Because obviously, Catherine won, and we haven't talked about our feelings on that. But before we reveal that, let's, as we like to do here on uh, Best Supporting Podcast, um, give a moment of appreciation for Catherine Tate Jones's fellow nominees. At I think I'm just going to give a quick mention of the BAFTAs and Golden Globes as well because Please. this was such... Oh, I loved the way you put on your glasses. Oh, that yes. Too. That, was, that was some Best Supporting Actress <laughs> vibes there. Oh, I loved it. That is it. the nicest thing anyone's ever said yeah. to me. <laughs> it's like, what is that one movie where she like... Oh, I think it's... Um, Eileen Brennan and Clue when she tries to put her glasses back on, but she like stabs her eye oh. just, and then she like she's like oh, and then she like goes back. And, I mean, I don't know if that was intentional, but uh, oh, I, I could that's... I could go on all day, but Eileen Brennan and Clue. Oh, can we please? Can we? Uh, oh, um, I we am won't now. determined we won't. to en- oh, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy myself. myself. That's it. My, this soup's delicious. <laughs> I'm just anyway. obsessed with the way she says determined, that I never remember the rest of the line. Um, <laughs> I am. De- Determined to enjoy myself. <laughs> All right, so we are. Let's talk. Let's. We'll go backwards. We'll do the Baftas, yes, Golden please. Globes, and then the Academy Awards. So, for 2002 at the Baftas, the nominees were Meryl Streep for adaptation. Uh, so she was nominated there. I mean, nominated all over the place this year. Uh, yeah. Queen Latifah for Chicago. Julianne Moore for the hours, Tony Collette for About a Boy, and Whoa. Catherine Zeta Jones won the BAFTA for Chicago. Okay. All right. Then at the Golden Globes, nominees were uh, Susan Sarandon in Igby Goes Down, Kathy Bates in About Schmidt, Queen Latifah in Chicago, Cameron Diaz in Gangs of New York, serious acting I mean, alert. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And Meryl Streep won for adaptation. Interesting. Have you? Oh, no, go ahead. Going. Yeah. No, I was going to say, have you seen adaptation? I have not. I watched like okay. a little clip of it before this, but it's been on my yeah, list same. forever. Um, I have seen it in its entirety. The only thing I remember is that Meryl Streep 
her getting like stoned in a hotel room. That's and, what I like singing a dial tone. And I remember there's because uh, Chris Cooper won that year too, and I really thought it could go to Ed Harris, and I was rooting for him because I think he's extraordinary in the hours. That's my opinion. Oh. I, I just think that. He does quintessential best supporting actor work in the hours. I just yeah, uh, and his scenes with Meryl are just um, they're delicious. Yeah, they really are. Uh, but yeah. anyways, yeah. Um. So yeah. So I. So she won the Golden Globe, and now it brings us to the Academy Awards. So yes. Meryl was nominated for adaptation. Julianne Moore was nominated for the hours. Kathy Bates was nominated for About Schmidt. Queen Latifah was nominated for Chicago. And of course, Catherine Zeta-Jones won for Chicago. Yeah. So we've talked about adaptation. We've talked a bit about the hours. Uh, have you seen About Schmidt? I feel like I did. And I remember like l- very little of it. I don't even remember like Kathy Bates being naked. That's what I think anyone, if you ask them about that movie, they would say, oh, isn't that where she's like naked in the hot tub? And like, yes. Yep. Yeah. I haven't even seen it, and that's. I feel like I have the image in my head of her getting, yeah. her taking a rope off, and we probably see boobs, and then she got nominated. Yeah. Um, I, I have not seen it. I watched like the trailer. I couldn't find like just some clips of it, and yeah, it wasn't a movie I was like keen to invest all my energy in. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I do think there is another dud on the list. I don't want to say that it's Kathy Bates because she's great, but. I think I'm just circling. I'm circling the topic at hand. Yeah, Queen Latifah. Yeah, for Chicago. Yeah, let's let's un, let's pack unpack this here because, well, you start. You start. I don't. I, I don't get it. I'm sorry. I just don't get it. I'm not buying it, Gia. I'm not. Buying Here's what it, I will Gia. say. I think because um, interestingly enough, because Keon read this uh, to me earlier today, that they actually wanted Kathy Bates to play Mama Morton. That's right. Yeah, That's right. and she couldn't because she's filming about Schmidt, and it's just ironic that they um, were both nominated anyway. I think. Like, okay, so I think I can categorize this in the sort of we'll have we'll have to come up for a term for this, but because I think it's happened at least a couple times, she got like swept up in the whole. Like she was included in that whole Chicago wave and she was lucky enough to also get a nomination too. I can't think of oh. anyone else at the top of my head really. Go for it. I've got you have I, it. Well, I, and maybe there's other reasons for this nomination, but I, yeah. what, I, what I always think of with that, I mean, we have a Linda Kozlowski of like, why do you get nominated? <laughs> this, and there may be another better um, example of this, but this is like a Gloria Stewart. Oh yes, Titanic. perfect. Like, what about this? Other than the fact that you're an old actress in a huge movie, why yeah. else are you getting nominated? Yeah, for sure. And I, and it's not. I mean, I love Queen Latifah. She is kind of the go-to musical theater gal. Like, she was in Hairspray after this. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, she was also in. Uh, just recently, she was in the live-action Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. She played Ursula. Like, there's nothing wrong with her. She is perfectly adequate, and I think. Um, when you go to mama is a great number. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, I don't think the role, I don't know. I don't know if she brought anything worth like, Ooh, yeah. Queen Latifah. Like, I think she was just like, I'm happy for her. I was happy that she got nominated. I was like, all right, Queen Latifah, like glad for you. Yeah. I was happy for her. I was happy for Queen Latifah, the performer to be nominated. Yes. But watching it, you know, Especially like the you know the not the dialogue scenes you know it was just 
it just was kind of flat. And I think that role, I mean, imagining Kathy Bates in that, I feel like there is there is really some some nuance there. I think really playing into like the lesbian undertones, I think would have been yeah. really interesting. I think I think there's like a there's a power there that I, I just didn't it didn't seem like Queen Latifah had the the tools on hand to access all those nuances. Yeah, I wasn't as afraid of her as I thought I'd be because I think that's a big part of it too. But um, she has that that minor moment at the beginning where she yells at everyone. Um, but it seems casual. She seems like too casual when she's when she's playing. And the other question that I've been thinking about all day too is like, okay, well then, who do you want in this role? And I don't know who it is. I think it's just that there's we've done this before, like the recasting. Sometimes I'll text you to think about it, and I didn't for this one, but. I don't know. I don't know. I think that, um, you know, I think it's the kind of role that, like, yeah, I I think what it requires is, I think, an older actress. I think someone who's, to me, I don't really, I'm not like I know the show very well, but just from the movie, what I saw is I feel like it needs, I mean, I want Anne Dowd in the role. <laughs> yeah, she needs to have wrinkles. <laughs> yeah. she, I, I, I would just, love to see her. I want Aunt Dowd. I mean, I know it's very Aunt Lydia, but I want Aunt Dowd. I mean, yeah. when all else fails, can just, just call Anne. <laughs> just call Anne. Just Ann. call Anne. I mean, can Anne do it? Yeah, I know. Can we get Anne? Yeah, no uh, doubt about it, you know? <laughs> no doubt about it. Oh, yes, yes. I need a tote bag that says that. Oh, my God. Anne Dowd and Doubt. I mean, now that's... Oh, right. Has she played that? I don't think so. I I mean, if there's ever a revival oh, that needs God. to happen, like that is it would it. she would be so good. Oh my god, Anne Dowd as the the mother I'm superior or whatever the character's name is. Is it Sister Aloysius? Sister Aloysius, yeah, Sister yeah. Aloysius. Um Yeah, Sister yeah. Aloysius uh, and Sister James, that's right. Ooh, I love that. Mm. I love that. Um so yeah, and to finish up this Queen Latifah just moment here, I don't like because I think on, um, I was still excited for when you're good to Mama. I I still think it's beautifully shot. I remember watching the behind the scenes. They initially weren't gonna have her go down and like schmooze with everyone, but I think she kind of needed that because I think if 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 I think that was almost code as for like okay she was on stage but she wasn't I don't want to say not giving it you know but mm-hmm. it just wasn't working I think and they had to fix that by have her going out. And like doing her little like boa, you know, finger in the drink. Yeah, moment. it gave her things to do because just being up on stage, there wasn't enough happening. I mean, yeah. it, it just it didn't have that like lived in feeling that I think that role. Like, I mean, yeah, I wanted a little bit of gristle, and yeah, I was gonna say grit. Yeah, but I love gristle. That's that's even better. Yeah. Yeah. So. <sighs> sorry, Queen. Love you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Beat it, Queen. Yeah. Beat it. <laughs> Need help packing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Need help packing. <laughs> and I think Kathy Bates is um uh, like a marvelous example of someone who's just been, you know, she's in the biz. This is a role that went out. It's, it's unlike anything we've seen her in before. She's naked. She's like kind of like a fast talking, blunt uh, sort of character in this. There's this movie. There's this. There's this movie. Uh, the scene that I watched that I remember. They're all sitting around a table, and her husband is like giving this speech, and she is just like, it's like the only thing she's missing is a cigarette. If that makes oh, sense. Oh yeah. It's like she she doesn't have one. I wish she had one, but she's just like, 
She's like, Larry, we've all been welcomed by you. Will you just please shut your... She's like, will you please just drink your fucking milk and shut the fuck up? Like, it's one of those... Mm-hmm. They, they showed a little bit, great. yeah. They showed a little bit in a trailer, and you know, showed her kind of doing some like chicken wing acting. So that was yes, yeah, yeah, chicken wing, chicken acting. wing acting. I think that's what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. Um, which is a category. I feel like there's steering wheel acting. There's chicken oh, wing yeah. acting. There's um, oh, where's the movie where I saw really great chicken wing acting? Uh, it's gonna drive me nuts, but one day I'll I'll remember. So put a pin in that. Great, yeah, great. Yeah, I almost, acting. I almost can like picture it myself. I don't know. Oh, oh, god, this is you're gonna. This is so stupid. It's from Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf. Oh, I'm like right why, at the beginning. Right? Yeah, like, that why, chicken leg. That chicken leg. It's like why? Why have I seen this? Why have we talked about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, exactly. Do we have anything more to say about Julianne Moore? Like, do you have something to add? Uh, oh, because she's kind of our last. Oh, that's unless you true. want to go back to Meryl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's true. We haven't really properly given Julianne Moore. Um, yeah. Her due in the hours. I. I mean. Oh God, there's so many great moments in that, but I feel like the moment that like the the gay whistle tone moment is when she drops her son off at Margot Martindale's house and then turns around and walks away, and her face breaks into that like. That cry, yeah. and Julianne Moore has that like bow tie mouth when she cries. She does, right? Oh, right? it's a good cry face. Yeah, yeah. she's a great like ugly cry face as she's like walking away, and then she turns around and like forces out like a bye, sweetie. And it's that to me is like that's when if she won, that's when she won it. You know? Yeah, I will. I will see your preschool drop off and raise you her crying on the toilet oh remember that where she has to also very similarly um you know john c Riley, the dope in the other room Mm -hmm. is just like and she can't really compose herself but does compose herself um enough to just say something about someone who's getting like an operation that week like one of her friends and she's like yeah i think i'll stop by and she turns Um, and like wipes a tear when she does yes (gasps) oh it is is marvelous oh it's just you can still see him and it's she's just behind the door she's sitting on the they're both really great that i love Um, that scene oh my god and and that i mean that movie in general like i because i guess i yeah i was in high school when i saw it so i did not see the twist coming that uh, Ed Harris's no. character was the kid. Yes. I was floored. I was yeah. oh man, wrecked in the in the family living room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not knowing how to express it to anyone or even yourself. You're just totally like, like how do why I why am I feeling these things? Right, right. And I'm feeling both a feeling of like, you know, this emotional response of just the story, but then just the like the actressing that you know, like the the yeah the the melodrama of the delivery like that it's like how did you know you were gay at that point i was very sure i was gay but like yeah when you're moved not just by the story but by the melodrama of it all yes yeah a side note i feel like um margot martindale used to be the and out of her time yeah you know what i mean like we also need a new buddy like a buddy cop with margot and Anne. you know what i mean yes that's because they are very similar types i think oh and my i God. think Anne has kind of taken over that because there was a you know she was in the hours i think um margot martindale was uh, also in Ooh, she won an emmy it was like a beautiful speech um because I think she, do you know that speech? You're nodding, but that's okay. No, I remember she her starts winning, off, but I don't remember the speech. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's for Justified, this really random show on FX, I think. Um, not random, it, it had a good run, but um, she held her Emmy, and she's like, sometimes 
sometimes things just take time. And it was so beautiful because she's been in the business. She, if you don't know who Margot Martindale is, you've seen her in everything. Yeah. Um, she's one of those actresses before uh, that you've seen. So just wanted to mention that because they're giving the same energy, her and Anne. Yeah, no, totally. I think that she definitely was the end out of her time. She, I, mean, I think she played the sister slash aunt in the movie version of August Osage County. Yes, um, which could be an Anne Dowd role. Totally, for sure. like, could yeah. totally be an Anne Dowd role. Um, the woman who played her on, you know, Broadway won a Tony for it, Ronnie yes. Reed. So who was uh-huh. great? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like that kind of aunt type of actress, you know, that yes. the typecast as the aunt. Um, yeah, I guess I mean Anne Dowd is certainly younger than Margot Martindale, so now it's like. I want to see, I mean, like, you know, uh, sisters, much, you know, oldest sister, youngest sister, mother, daughter, yeah, buddy cop drama, you know, maybe. Or she could be in our movie about uh, the ushers that we're writing, oh. all the old lady ushers. Yeah. Oh, that's, did we come up with a title for that yet? Or is, No, we yeah. know the tagline. We know the tagline. The show <laughs> must go on. The show must go on. Um, I mean, maybe, oh God, it's like, it's not take your seats, but like, maybe it's something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay, well, we'll think about that. Yeah, we're working. Yeah, I'm just yeah. picturing like Celia Weston with a little like uh, flashlight. Like, excuse me, oh, your seats yes. seven and eight, please move down. Yeah. yeah, she has like a Kleenex up her sleeve that she keeps in there, you know, just in case. <laughs> she like wipes her nose while she's saying it, so she has a little like nuanced acting moment. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, glasses with like that hang around her neck with those little yeah, like, with a little you know. chain. Yeah, oh, it's great. Oh, my God, Celia Weston in the Usher's movie. <laughs> could just be called the ushers the ushers I mean, yeah um yeah who knows who knows yeah red vests you know yeah yeah something like that yeah um <laughs> anyway <laughs> where are we um, julianne moore yes she's she's great she's great in the hours she really is i think it's a it's a it's a meaty enough role i think she has a lot to do just like the rest of the ladies in it i would say oh yeah the hours is a great i mean there's a world where, like, you know, at the Westons, I feel like if we were to give out awards to men, I feel like Jeff Daniels could get an award for his scene in the hours. You know, like, yeah, that's a performance that could get recognized in a certain space. You know, like, yeah, um, Allison Janney, you know, uh, I feel like Tony Collette, you know, like, I think everyone yes, is given a chance yeah. to kind of really shine. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great it's just a great cast and it's such a lady movie that it's it's hard to resist yeah. so everyone go see the hours that's that's your homework for the week <laughs> yeah go see the hours and if you've seen it revisit the hours Ugh. yes Ugh. well we have uh we have queened out on these nominees uh i think it is time of course to recognize winner Catherine zeta jones uh and her acceptance speech at the oscars as per usual so you know let's let's let her have it yeah. This is Catherine Zeta-Jones' first Academy Award and her first nomination. And Thank you so much, my Scotsman giving the Welsh girl. I can't believe it. Oh, my gosh. 
this is too, I mean, my hormones are just too way out of control to me to be dealing with this, but thank you so much to the Academy and um, to be nominated with such amazing women and an amazing year for women. Thank you very much. Everyone involved in Chicago, there's so many people, Rob, Marshall, Harvey Weinstein, Craig, Neil, everybody, and all the cast and crew. Everybody in Swansea, South Wales, I love you. And to my son, Dylan, who is going to be watching at home, and to my husband, who I love, and I share this award with you, along with this one, too. Thank you so much. Well, I mean, you know, some speeches are Margot Martindale, and some speeches are not. <laughs> She's super pregnant. She's super uh, pregnant. She, she looks... She really is glowing. Yeah. Uh, she's the definition of... I thought... You know... Uh, yeah, I, I, you look for that moment where you just want her to say something from the heart. And, and I think that she did to an extent, but she never quite got there as well. It's, you know, she thanks everyone she needs to thank. And she... Thanks, you know, uh, what's his face? Who gives her the uh, Sean Connery? Sean Connery, gives her the, the yeah. Award. There's a whole Scottish... the Scotsman gives yeah. yeah the Welsh woman her award too, which is great. Yeah, that was a cute moment. I'll give her that. that yeah, was a cute I moment. liked that. Yeah, that's the closest she got. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so I think this brings us to an important question: What do you think of Catherine Zeta-Jones' performance in Chicago? Ooh. An excellent question, Colin. I think to start this conversation, because we we scratched the surface of it before, is that um, you said that this is a this is definitely a supporting performance. But um, I I go back and forth because I think the way that they framed it in the movie is that it's you know obviously it's through Roxy's eyes. She Roxy kind of is the main character, but like. I, I do say, I think it's just because of the musical. The musical, um, it's like a sort of uh, like a Fences thing mm-hmm. uh, with Viola Davis too. Like in, when she won, she won for leading actress in a play. And when, um, oh geez, did Cheetah Rivera win for best actress in Chicago? Oh, you know who did? Um, B.B. Newworth. When they did the oh, revival, okay. B.B. Newworth mm-hmm. um, played... Um, Velma, she won for leading. So I think it that was in my mind, and I knew that before even the Oscars were even categorized and how they were sorting that out. Um, so uh, I just wanted to start off by saying that. But I, I do, I do think that this is a supporting role. I think if you were given the movie and like given her screen time, you see Renee a little bit more. Uh, Renee sings definitely a little bit more because really all that um, Velma sings is all that jazz. She's in Cell Block Tango, but she's not the main event. She's there. She's contributing. I Can't Do It Alone. Mm-hmm. They do have a, a song that they cut called Class. It's this duet between Queen Latifah and Velma, which is fine. That's not okay. Great. Yeah, um, I read about it, but I was like... Mm. Yeah, and then like the Hot Honey Rag, like nowadays, sort of medley at the end with like the shooting of the guns too. So right. um, I just had to talk that out. I don't know if you have any thoughts. <laughs> I don't know. Any thoughts about that? No, I... I um everything you said is is i mean i'm glad you kind of gave the the context of like the actual show it, it's yeah. a bit more of you know considered or seen as a leading role but i think in the movie itself just the movie it just felt like it was screen time wise in terms of like her participation in the story um there was just so much about it and of course being the best supporting actress is like a, is is a high praise like this is not a bad thing it just definitely felt like in the movie they made it they they 
made it squarely seem like a supporting performance um, mm-hmm. or that it was very much Roxy's story. Um, yeah. And it's interesting because I know there was like lots of debate, uh, debate about like the, um, like the, where their names appeared on the, like on the poster. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get that from like a celebrity ego standpoint, but it's just like, it's so clearly Roxy. It's about Roxy Hart and it co-stars, you know, Richard Gere and Catherine Zeta-Jones. I mean, but like, I don't know, like that's, you know, to me again, that's not, that's not a negative. Um, I think that I like thinking about this role as a best supporting role because I, I like, same. it makes it more exciting to me. I like the idea of Velma kind of showing up at these moments. I like her having kind of this story that is not focused on completely, but is like revealed over time. I, I love that there is, she's certainly like Catherine Tata Jones is hitting that like separate frequency thing that like she's doing something unique where every time she's on the screen, like you're just captivated by her. Yeah. And there's a, like a, yeah, there's like this range of nuances that I don't think I've given her credit for in the past, like how she can play these quiet moments of humor or desperation without playing it too big, even in a musical that I just, I was like, wow, this is like, there's a lot going on. And way more than I thought she was capable of. But, like, I've seen, like, two other things she's been in. So what do I know? Yeah, same. It's like I, I was just thinking about my uh, my catalog for, you know, for, I mean, definitely in my cataloging years, this was definitely one of those performances with, uh, by Catherine. But I don't really know a lot of the other films I've seen with her in it, um, which is also fine. I don't, I'm not apologizing for that, too. I, I think she's a great actress. But... I think, and this is one of the things I want to mention um, in a moment here, but I don't think people expected this. I think this is kind of like the, oh, you can do all of this. Because mm-hmm. um, normally, you know, and we see this so often in movies, they will find someone who can get the job done, but it's like, oh, God, if they would have just got the original, like, the cast, uh, who like the performer from Broadway or even someone else, it could have been way better, but they wanted the name. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know where that, you know, the, in the trajectory of Catherine Zeta-Jones' career, where she was, like what she did right before this. I don't know what that is. Well, I could certainly tell you that. I just looked wow. it up. So she, um, this was, it's interesting because I kind of feel like she did this and then she did a couple of duds, like yeah. right after. So at this point in 2002, she had, she did a couple things in the 90s. I feel like... Um, she was in, I rem, I think the mask of Zorro in 1998. And I think, Ooh, yeah, like that maybe like where I first became aware of her. Um, that's when she first, I think maybe like became noticed. And then she was in this movie entrapment, I think with Sean Connery. Yeah. So oh, she coaster with fun. Sean Connery. That's interesting. Yeah. And then she was in this remake of the haunting, which was terrible. Um, oh my God. I think I've seen that movie with actually. Lily Taylor in like the hat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember that big cement hand. Yes. In the pond. That's like the only thing I remember them from that movie. Yeah. And Lily Taylor was great. Yeah, but that movie is just garbage. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then she was in High Fidelity and she was in Traffic. And uh, and then in 2001, she was in America's Sweethearts, which I think... That's one of Keon's favorite movies. Is it? Is it? I haven't seen it. I was going to say, I remember that movie like coming out and maybe not doing as well as everyone expected because it's such a good cast. Yeah. Um... um Famously, I remember 
Keon sat me down to watch it, and I was in a mood that night, and oh. I didn't like it as much as he wanted me to like it. Oh, and no. There was a conversation. We didn't fight. It was just like, I was like, oh, I, I mean, it was fine. And he was like, all right, well. Well. Great. Yeah, I guess you're not America's sweetheart right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh because we were playing a game, I'm sure. I, I, I mean, this is important to me, and maybe um, you and John do it as well too. But kind of showing each other, this oh. is my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. So I want you to also love it and appreciate it. And you just watch them watching it the whole time, and they have to appreciate it, and they have to catch. I mean, like, and I get like so fixated, and like, okay, are you going to notice this like micro, tiny, like minuscule nuance? I'm obsessed oh, with. yeah, exactly. Well, and if not notice, are you going to care? Because like, it's fair to say some of these things might not matter, but um, yeah. Luckily, like John, he like we we kind of it's like he gets he it. gets it. It's like so I showed yeah. him. We'll obviously talk about it, but the obvious, my obvious BSA of the week, I showed him that this morning and it was like, yeah, okay, he got it. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I I know what you mean. It's such a like tenuous moment of like, oh, are they going to love the thing that I love? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you did not but love anyways, America's Catherine, Sweethearts, yeah. I it was fine. Yeah, I I just um, I think Keon watched it. It was one of those things where you watch it in high school, and he actually did eventually confess that he remembers it being a little bit better than it actually was when we watched it again, which is fine. Like mm-hmm. I've shown him movies like that too, like where he's just like, all right. Right. And I'm, then I just like walk into the other right, room. And you just throw a pillow on the couch and say goodnight. <laughs> I scream into it first. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that was the movie that she was in before Chicago. Um, so it was kind okay. of an interesting mix of like, you know, I, I feel yeah. like this was like in some ways was a real peak because after this, she was in um, Intolerable Cruelty which I don't think did well. Picture the movie poster. Yeah, yeah. The Terminal, uh, which was the one oh, at the yeah. airport. With Tom Hanks. Yep, The Ocean's 12, um, The Legend of Zorro, just can't keep her away. Yeah. Uh, no Reservations, where she played a chef. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. It was kind of like a weird, like, I've never heard of Death Defying Axe or The Rebound, Lay the Favorite. She was in Rock of Ages. I remember that, which is also a weird... Yeah, that's... casting for her, I think. Um, I will say in the Broadway world, she was in the revival of A Little Night Music, and she won a Tony for that. Oh, oh, that's and cool. I would ar- yeah, I would argue, because I'd be interested to have a conversation with... I can't remember what else was going on that year, but I remember people were a little upset. Mm. Um, it was... I think this is like a common theme in you know, the Broadway community now. It's like celebrities sort of sweep, you know, swoop in... And steal all these awards and like, you know, there's people that have been waiting and like, you know, the Margot Martindales of it mm-hmm. all. Just like, you know, okay, it's not my year, but maybe this year. And like, she just came in and was fine and she won. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's that so whole thing yeah. on Broadway whenever there's like a, you know, a Hollywood star, or a movie star, TV star who's then on Broadway. Like, it does feel like they've kind of cheated a little bit you know um, yeah as if they haven't and like done their own work to like build up who they are in general you know but um from the standpoint of being able to kind of just move like e- easily into doing a st- you know something on broadway and then get nominated uh it's yeah yeah I, and, and win even and too. win it's, it's, yeah it's a lot yeah so she she has been like doing things, but I I haven't seen her in anything recently, and, and that doesn't and that's also fine. Like if I won an Oscar by the time I was like I don't know how old she was when she won, but 
Yeah. I mean, maybe she's fine. <laughs> I, she probably is. She's probably, I mean, that's, I feel like Catherine Zeta Jones, I feel like she does not need to work. She, yeah. um, between her and Michael Douglas, it's like they're yeah, doing fine they are, financially. She fine. can, they can, you know, she can raise her kids. She can, you know, yeah, do whatever the hell she wants. I mean, like, yeah. what a life. Uh, yes. Thinking about the work that she did mm-hmm. in this movie and like the work they all did. I know that Richard Gere and like Renee, Renee Zellweger had like no singing and dancing training at all. Yeah. And like just trained the hell out of herself for 10 months to like catch up and like keep up. And it mm-hmm. does an incredible job. But I mean, watching all that jazz, watching any of these numbers that she's in, I. To ever to the point of everything we were just saying about like a Hollywood star being on Broadway, watching her in this, I do not feel like she is out of place. I don't feel like she's incapable of this. I don't feel like she's too much of like an actor trying to be a singer. I think that she's like I don't know, like it it any of the notes or elements of musical theater that I'm not interested in, she's not hitting any of those notes for me. Yeah, you know? and I think Exactly. Everything. I was looking up something while you were uh, chatting too. Um, it goes, I think, I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm just going to go on a limb here. I feel she was a Broadway actress before she started doing film and, you know, uh, TV, question mark? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, well, I, can I think she was out. in uh, the original 42nd Street. She if I'm... was. She played Peggy Sawyer in 1987. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. So she might have been a replacement, I feel, for that. I, I don't know if she was the Peggy Sawyer, but maybe she was. Like the original. I, that sounds at least too I, crazy. It, it to looks like true. she did it in London at the, yeah. She was Peggy Sawyer on the West Oh, Coast. she was a, oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, I like that. Because I remember, I mean, I have watched countless hours of behind the scenes moments on the DVD extras too. And they, mm-hmm. they showed a clip of her as Peggy Sawyer in 42nd Street. So she knows how to tap. Um, She lived in this world for a bit. So it makes sense that she um should be cast as this as well. But uh. Ooh, there was something I was going to add. Oh, uh, all that jazz. So that is an iconic Bob Fosse number. Mm-hmm. And I loved how they just sort of acknowledged that, and um, but also made it this completely new, fresh number that she was sort of at the helm at, too. Like, mm. even just the, you know, the blinking of the eyelashes, the, 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 the sort of head tilt where she points the spotlight towards her instead because yeah. the other sister's dead. Like... Shout out to Rob Marshall. This is his first film ever. That's Isn't that ridiculous? Crazy. It, I mean, it's just like the, and I know this is directing, editing. This is so many people involved, but like the movie just moves so well. And like, yeah, it's a it's a gorgeous film, and it's movie, a tricky yeah. movie to like make work because you're jumping from reality to fantasy to like something in the middle, and like to make all of that make sense, and to do it without like hitting us over the head, but also without leaving people behind. I mean, like it's. It like it is such a good movie. It is so well made, and um, yeah, I I feel like it's uh, it, I don't know. Like it makes me think of like movies like The Matrix, where you're like Jesus, everything just moves at a certain pace. Everything just yeah. like there's a um, or like a Martin Scorsese movie or something where it's just like these this sense of like um, I don't know expert filmmaking, I guess, where it just doesn't feel clunky ever. It never hits yeah, the it wrong does note, not. you know. Uh. I want to talk about directors in a moment, too, again, because I, I just, like I said, I should just keep a notepad right beside me of things I want to talk about. But I love, 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 love how they start the movie off with her just 
getting out of the car, walking down the alley, ripping the poster yeah. uh, of like, it used to be Velma and her sister and, now, and it just shows Velma, you know, washing the blood off her hands, walking, you know, come on, Velma, you got two minutes. And she's like, I'm coming. And she walks right up to the platform just as that famous like, music starts it's so good it's so good yeah the timing of Um, that is just it's so like the story that that tells of her just so casually going from killing them to getting on stage and i mean it's again like i certainly it's like a song that like so many people have heard and of course then so many people have seen performances of but even if i had heard other performances or i knew other performances performances of this there's just, I don't know, there is something very lived in about how she does this. Like, there's something, I think, yeah. in her eyes from, there's these moments where it's just like, I, I don't know, I I just, I'm, like, admiring her commitment, I guess. I don't know, there's something about yeah. her energy in this role where it is just fully committed, and you can see it. Yes, because she is that sort of, you know, at times, too, the washed up sort of used to be the star of the vaudeville stage sort mm-hmm. of. And then there's, there is that level of grit that we're, we were, you know, maybe looking for, for with Queen Latifah too, but um, that's that I just love. And even with her hair too, because I think they were looking, I read that they wanted her to like use her real hair, mm-hmm. but she didn't want her real hair because she wanted people to know that it wasn't just a stunt double, you know, or a dance double doing her dancing, which I think is great too. Mm-hmm. I still think they would probably be able to find a way with the Bob to mm-hmm. make it if she didn't want to do it. But I, I do love that. Um, yeah. Like you said, commitment, the gumption that I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to do this and it's going to be great too, because it really does. All, all that jazz is so, so good. And I love the, the switcheroo between like Roxy and Velma when oh, Roxy yeah. comes into the club mm-hmm. with Fred Casely. I mean, shout out to Dominic West, who is just. Uh, I'll tell you Whoa. what. That yeah. Between him, some of just like, I was just like going through the cast list and I was like, who is this little bit player? Who are you? And, like, yeah. and it's, you know, it's just all of those. Um, I mean, some of them are like, you know, relatively successful dancers and performers, and they all have just those like. Those headshots that make them look, it's like headshots, like, this makes you think I'm this kind of guy. You know what I mean? It's those kind of headshots. Like, oh, I see the vibe you're giving, and I'm buying it. I'm buying it, you know? Yes. Um, But yeah, the Dominic West is, uh, I think he was in, wasn't he in that um, Sandra Bullock movie, 28 Days? Have you seen that? Ooh, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. That's okay. So that's a great movie. Um, that's a great movie. You, I, I feel like you would love that movie. Like, you would. I just think you'd love that movie. Okay, I'm down. Yeah. I, I it is not like the 28 days of like 28 days later. No, right? no, no, no. Okay. Not the okay. No, no, no. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. I got scared for a moment just yeah. thinking about. It. No, it's Sandra Bullock in in rehab. It's I. Oh. There's a scene with her and Elizabeth Perkins as her sister that I know. Like I just know. I will love. I'm just aware. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. good yeah. Good. Yeah. No doubt about Put this. Put it on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I um, I want to talk about the uh. I can't do it alone. I want to talk Ooh, about that. I was, that's exactly where I was going to go next. Great. Because okay, I I I do I try to save this towards like to, towards the end of our discussion, but I have to say to me this number is when she won it. And there's a micro moment, and I wonder, even though you haven't rewatched it, I wonder if, if you'll remember this, or you can go back and see it. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, that number in general is a BSA to find. Like, that is a quintessential BSA moment. Yeah, she is working for it. Working yeah. for it. it. And that's where it's like you just can't take it away from her because it is her dancing, you know, two different people's roles, so to speak. And yeah. selling it. And I, I mean, from the beginning and the way that she's like, you're going to have to imagine it with my sister. It's better with my – like the way that she does that almost conversationally uh, – and there's like the edge of the desperation in there, like her doing the act of desperation. Yeah. I just, that was so fascinating. But like the, I love the like athleticism of her performance. I love how hard she hits things. I love the, her, how wide her eyes are. I think that, I mean, the short hair actually is very interesting. It like adds a lot to her movement. Oh, and she's going up the stairs too. There's that one like pose on the stair, on the landing of the stair. Oh, it's, yes. It's and amazing. There's, and I mean, the way that it kind of like you know raises there's kind of like part one and part two and like the 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 desperate energy of part two and my favorite part it's about it in the movie if you rewatch it it's like an hour and two minutes in it's after she's gone up the stairs towards the end and she's done the kind of like sign of the cross thing and she does the thing where she kind of pulls herself along the banister Yes, uh, and she and she sings like I really cannot do it, and like she turns. There's this like wild look in her eye when she does it, and it might just be mm-hmm. her performing, but like it is all of like this built up desperation that's not even being telegraphed. You're just kind of catching it quickly, uh, yeah. In that moment, like before she sl- like slides down the pole, it's I like rewatched it four or five times, and I was like, this is so good. Yeah, I. I to- like anything from like the the stairs and on and that number is really and I just love the use of that pole. I think that's such a great I don't know vehicle really for her to really kind of because it's building and building and building and then we get that wide eyed look too mm-hmm. and she slides down the pole. It, it seems simple almost and almost silly when I'm describing it too, but it really works. And then she lands and then just glides across that table and her hair falls. Perfectly. perfectly how many like, takes how many I takes? don't know yeah how oh, her poor ribs I'm, i guess she's in that corset though too but um right and i mean like it's like you know this is the shot we need for the trailer you know I mean? it is it is that jazz boom yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly oh. and and that moment she could have oversold that final moment and she doesn't mm-hmm. the fact that it's not too much it's not too like wah 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 to the back audience but you still mm-hmm. do see the edge of desperation i i mean the the academy award was squarely hers for me at that point yeah i mean that's what tay Diggs says ladies and gentlemen miss velma kelly in an act of desperation yeah and it's because and- it's important to remember it's not just a showy number there has to be that sort of mixed in mm-hmm. or else it doesn't work. And I think she she does just that. Yeah, it's not interesting if she's just doing a number. If it's not I like I like tried to learn that on my own when I was in high school. Maybe I maybe I'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's yeah, like it I, I think when you see all of that as an act of mm-hmm. desperation, it's um yeah, it's really fascinating. Uh I yeah, I just really I love that that number. I just I feel like that I've categorized and like cataloged as like, oh, that's a BSA moment. Is that number? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not to mention to uh, Renee during that scene after the first mm-hmm. like set where she goes like, right, like that sort of like it's so Roxy too. And then the sort of catty bitchy comment. She's like, here's another piece of advice from me to you. 
lay off the caramels. And oh, then she yeah. just leaves. And that moment Velma after she... there and you feel bad. Yes, the moment yeah. after she leaves. The yeah. moment after she leaves and there's like, oh, there's the real Velma. And yeah. that... Oh. Just kind of looking. Yeah. Yeah, she... I mean, that... Mm. Yeah, I, I love that. I That's thought great. the range from like, and the, I mean, if you look at the beginning of that scene, even the dialogue in that scene and the way that she's trying to like play nice with Roxy and how she's doing it, I think the range of what Catherine Zeta-Jones does in that scene from the beginning dialogue to the last sitting there staring out shot, I mean, it's everything. She gets to do everything in one scene except cry. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't think she cries. Yeah, I don't think she movie. cries at all in this movie. Yeah, which is fine that's okay but yeah it's like i'm trying to think of like one isolated moment where she possibly could but i don't think there is one Mm. um i think we would be remiss if we didn't just briefly touch upon cell block tango a little bit more yes (laughs) because oh yes yes um just to kind of swing it back for a moment because it is a it is a velma moment um i love the use of the uh the, what is it called the the handkerchiefs the handkerchiefs oh yeah the, like, the red handkerchiefs yeah yeah mm-hmm. and the only one who doesn't have one is the hunyak the who is innocent and she pulls out a white handkerchief i love that yeah and she in some ways and like certainly her execution scene bsa energy oh yeah, yeah. I, it's almost still really uncomfortable for me to watch too yeah I, uh, yeah I, I don't like it i don't like that part of the movie me neither that was like very uncomfortable and like she really yeah. sell i mean i kept going to this place of like oh like i kept putting myself in her shoes and i was like colin stop doing this to yourself like yeah stop it, there was it yeah. was real i felt it yeah. i think everyone i think there is <laughs> there is like one queen latifah tear moment where she like wipes it oh um yeah but you know it's I'm like, did someone just like pinch her, pinch her arm from behind to yeah. get that tear? Was it just cold? Who knows? Yeah, squeeze little saline drops in her eye, and then you know, <laughs> action. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I cell block tango is. I mean, it's a great. I mean, I love that it's this kind of like great showcase of women, and I and yeah. you know, even for like you know, he ran into my knife, he ran into my knife ten times. Like sure, to, we all know it, right? Yeah. To have that line, and she does it so well, and like. Mm-hmm. That's a great, it's kind of like if you don't get to play one of the lead roles, who do you want to play? I want to be the one who gets to do that one, you know? Yeah, Deidre Goodwin, uh, who was on 30 Rock. She was on uh, the MILF Island episode, if you remember that. Yeah, she was, um, I I remember her in the bathing suit. Yes, Yes, of course. she won. Oh my God, wow, deep cut. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw her on the streets of New York one time walking out of like, you know, Pearl Studios, like seven years ago and she was getting off of the subway and she looked luminous. She was beautiful. She was like all legs. And, uh, I wanted, it was like, she was just far. Not that I wouldn't have said anything. What would I have said? Right. I loved you as Deborah. Yeah. (laughs) I loved you as Deborah the MILF. (laughs) I know Deborah. Ugh. Um, yeah i don't know what i would have said but uh yeah she's great yeah she was great i um speaking of in terms of like background actors who are super hot whoever plays Lipschitz, who plays the guy in that one is yeah Yeah. they're all beautiful beautiful just yeah but he yeah isn't that maya that's maya with maya (laughs) with maya what's she up to maya and Lipschitz. that's the title of this episode maya and Lipschitz. (laughs) yeah But good for her. I mean, you know. Good for her. That's a great she little. She got in there. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Kitty Baxter, like having just like a little yeah, cameo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Cell Block Tango is, I mean, as we said earlier, like the 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 
building, repeating he had it Cummings is just, it's, it's like, it's just so good. It's just like, it just gets so big. And I, I have a thing for people stamping, you know, like I've never seen stomp yes. because I think I'll enjoy it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll have to leave because I'll be overwhelmed. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that so much. Uh, yeah, um, I would say I don't know if you've ever seen this, and this is because um, Bill, uh, no, Bill, Bill Condon wrote the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Marshall, sorry, um, he had a movie. Maybe you have seen this. I don't know if we talked about it. A movie called Nine, mm. which was a musical that they also adapted, and it was like the next. You know, being I remember the trailer for it. It was supposed it, to be huge. I remember yes. um wasn't Jane Krakowski in it was in it? Was she was she in the Broadway version? Yeah, she won a Tony for the Broadway That's uh, right. version of it too. Yeah. But like the cast for this movie was stacked. We had Judy Dench, we had Marion Cotillard. Um wasn't Cheetah in it? Cheetah was not in it. Uh, let me look it up. Let me look it up here. Yeah. Nine. Um, but Fergie. Oh, that's out of, out right. Of, was um, that was basically the song. There's a song called "Be Italian." Yes, yes. And that was. And there's tambourines, Colin, and the sand, and it's very much so block tango energy. Mm-hmm. And I saw the trailer, and I just lost it. I was like, this. Is because it was some time after Chicago too. It wasn't mm-hmm. immediately after, but I was like, "He's back." Um, I'm. I can't wait for this. And uh, there's a lot of movies called Nine. Let me try to find. <laughs> there's this a here. lot of movies called Nine. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I think it was like 2008 or something. It came out. Um, I remember the trailer, and I re- I kind of know the song being Italian. And yes, I think that would certainly. Nicole Kidman was in it too. Um, it's it was it's crazy. Wow. And uh, Kate. Kate Hudson, how they get oh, her. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Penelope Cruz was actually nominated for a Best Supporting Oscar. It was the year after she won for Vicky Cristina Barcelona. So she was riding that wave of like, well, we nominated you last year. We'll mm-hmm. put you in again. Right. You're right. Yeah. You're kind of like, you're on a you're on a roll. Like, sure. Yeah. We'll give it to you. Right. Um, um, oh, yeah. No, I haven't seen it, but I remember it coming out and like, I just remember like reviews and people just being like, it's not yeah, good. It's... And Daniel Day-Lewis played Guido, which was such an interesting choice, but mm. uh, he did well. He always does well. But did I say Judy Dench? Because Judy Dench you did say that, yeah. Okay, cool. That'll just, be I just a... want to make sure that that's known. Yeah, um, that'll be a really interesting year because that is, of course, is the year that Monique won for Precious, Ooh. which is one of those like you like inarguable best performance of the yes. year, one of the best performances I've ever seen. But yeah. The other nominees, so yeah, Penelope Cruz was nominated for nine, and I hadn't seen Crazy Heart, but Maggie Gyllenhaal was nominated for that. But then Vera Farmiga and Anna Kendrick were nominated for Up in the Air, which... I have a lot of things to say about that, actually, because yeah. I've seen that movie. Did you watch it? I have seen it. And okay. I, I mean, talk about I don't get it. Same, same. Like... I, was it just like it didn't matter who else they nominated because yeah. Monique was that's two spots that's yeah. two spots yeah so that'll be an interesting year to talk about I don't want to go on a whole tangent of yeah well, we could, I mean I could because I'm like well yeah. I have the tab open it's our podcast yeah it's yeah. our podcast I can kind of talk about whatever I want um, that's right but that was what year was that that was 2000 and um, okay so the 2009 Oscars the 2009 Golden Globes obviously Monique won. Mm-hmm. And the only difference was Julianne Moore got nominated for a single man. 
Ooh, I remember reading early reviews of that saying that that was going to be her Oscar, and I was really rooting for Julianne. I remember that movie being mm-hmm. very depressing, but I think she was great in it. I, that's, I don't, I've never seen it, I know. Oh, that'd be uh, one worth seeing again. Yeah. Um, but in any event, eventually we'll obviously talk about that, because have you you've seen Precious? Yes, I own it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, yeah. like, it's just stupid I how can't good she wait is. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, taking us back to Catherine Zeta-Jones and back yeah. to Chicago, um, let, what other what what's another moment of the movie that you are particularly fond of, Catherine Zeta-Jones wise? I mean, the other the the biggest chunk that we see her in just delivering lines is like the courtroom scene. Yes. I feel like that's yes. that's probably my next thing, and I just love a lot of how she does that because it is just that it is a performance. Like she. She's trying to just get her face back in the game too. It doesn't matter about where why she's actually there, which I love. And I, I love that she like kind of turns to the cameras and smiles. And I love her outfit in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um I I think that at that point too, we had kind of we'd not seen her for a while, really. We we hadn't seen her really since I can't do it alone. There's a, there's some bits in between that too, but um uh I do love when she <laughs> this is just a a little micro moment of comedy here when she uh, uh, is listening to. Ooh, I mean, we forgot about Christine Baranski. Oh, also. oh, I know, I know. We need. To talk I mean, about we Christ- never forget. We ne- about Christine, I never forgot we'll about her. Yeah, yeah. But Christine Baranski's like read. Uh, she's like narrating the court, and she's like, and Roxy Hart faints. Um, you know, or like she she lifts up her skirt, exposing a blah 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 negligee or something like that. The blue garter and, belt. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Catherine Zeta Jones like picks up the radio. She's like, "That was my move," mm-hmm. and it was it's funny. And then Queen Latifah's like, "What's your problem?" Problem, casually of course yeah she's like that's my radio and, yeah something like that uh, yeah, yeah calm but, down right but th- they actually have a really cute moment after where then mama morton shows her that she has the diary and they both kind of laugh about it and they go oh, oh man <laughs> they do one of those yes and yes, it's a great yes. little acting moment um i it, it, what thinking of that courtroom scene what it made me think of is that women getting nominated for awards or, you know, specifically best supporting actress, I feel like, and I know this kind of feels like, you know, it's either inside or outside. Like there's only two choices, but I feel like, um, women are often recognized or nominated either for like a big emotional display and lots of emotions and lots of emotional range or a big emotional moment, or they get nominated or awarded for being women who don't show emotions. Yeah, and I, feel I like, like that. Yeah. You know, like like I I have not seen um, Tilda Swinton in Michael Cl- not Michael Clayton Michael, Michael Clayton Michael yeah. Clayton and yeah. I but I feel like what I know of that performance is that that that's kind of what she's recognized for in that performance is like yeah. the coldness and I you know yes um, and I don't know I kind of think that that's what Catherine Zeta Jones is not completely cold obviously but as Velma in this scene she is always as you said performing. It's kind of yeah. like Minnie Castavet was always performing in Rosemary's Baby. And yes. so she's kind of doing yeah. that, like, Catherine Zeta-Jones as Velma Kelly performing this version of herself. She wants the same thing that Roxy wants, too. It's like, and I think, you know, because we see her, you know, speaking of performing, she's performing. I bet it took everything in her to say right before I can't do it alone. I'm like, hey, I saw your feature in like mm-hmm. the front page, you know, what publicity, like you're just on top. And I think in some ways she knows 
that Roxy's kind of her ticket out as well, too, and mm-hmm. to latch on to some of that. Because even after the court's over, you know, at that audition, when she she tracks Roxy down to say, like, I know I can't do this alone, but I kind of, what do you say? Like, let's just do this, even yeah. though we hate each other. Uh, we but could make I, some I money, think, yeah. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I think they both want the same thing, which they're going at it about, about it, like, I don't want to say two different ways because they both killed someone. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, that's like kind of the the standard, I guess, in this movie. But yeah. Yeah. I think that by the end, it's like they they don't need to like each other. But it's like mm-hmm. we, we're not going to necessarily be friends or be sisters here, though that could come out of this. But yeah. we could put on a good show. And I think yes. that's like as murderers, they put on a good show, right? Like they were in the press and they were mm-hmm. um, like, I think of there's this the great scene where Velma's getting interviewed in the cell by a couple of reporters and there's a camera guy there or a photographer there and Catherine Zeta-Jones added in mid interview turning and smiling for the camera. Yes. And it's a great moment. And so it's like, and it's totally like is the reminder that they are, you know, in the same way that people, you know, who, who are wrapped up in scandals today, um, they are celebrities, you know, they are entertainment. And so, I don't know, like that. Yeah, that they they are kind of cut from the same the same bloodstained cloth. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to. I don't want to. I mean, I'm sure we can kind of just decide as we go. But I, I want to talk about Richard Gere. I want to talk about Renee a little bit, and I want to talk about John C. Riley. Like just mm-hmm. speed round, but also you know we can uh, go as slow as we want yeah. as well too. And I think maybe to start with Richard Gere first because he's the lowest, <laughs> not the lowest man on the totem pole. But I think Richard Gere was fantastic in this. I don't think that it's like, whoa, Richard Gere, what? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I famously said in my Chicago episode with Keon that I'm not as impressed with his tap. I know he worked very hard. I think it looks great, but like they should have just went with like a stunt double. You know what I mean? Like I think the yeah. things that he was doing was not like, yeah, or were not, I don't know. And like, that sounds like a, a dick thing to say, but like, I'm not a tapper. I mean, anything he was doing was far better than what I could do. But I, given, you know, if you look at I Can't Do It Alone versus that tap dance, you know, yeah, it, it leaves something to be desired, I guess. Um, yeah, I hear that. I feel like, yeah, the way they even filmed it, it's like you guys could have gotten away with the body double. Like, you know. yeah, for sure. With all that, like, backlighting and everything, too. Um, uh, but I think he sung it well. I think that's everything that Billy Flynn needs to be. I think he needs to be charming. Um, I think he hit all the notes that he needed to. And um, I'm not going to say I wasn't surprised that he didn't get a nomination. I think I'd rather see John C. Riley get that nom, mm-hmm. which he did. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think he did a good job. I think he was great. What, what were your thoughts? I agree. I think my memory was, oh, was he as bad as Pierce Brosnan in Mamma Mia? Um, but he was no. not. I mean, he certainly Definitely not. was not. He could, he, I agree. I think he worked for the role i think that he made sense he didn't just feel like stunt casting or like richard Gere, the movie star i think that um i mean i think that this is a very difficult like that's it so much of what he had to do i mean there's so much that they do in this movie they're like that's fucking hard you can't just get any schmo off the street and he like completely rises to the challenge but you know yeah is he you know uh is it like watch out Audra McDonald? Here comes Richard Gere? No. Yeah. But like Gene Kelly or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. But um I think he rose to the challenge. Respectable, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, uh, I guess John C. Riley next. Let's talk about him real quick. What were your thoughts? I mean, it's a great it's a great role to kind of make work through the nuances because obviously it's meant mm-hmm. to be someone that you just completely forget about and someone who is kind of meek. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Mr. Cellophane is such a great song, and the way yeah, that he does that. He was like such perfect casting. I think he was great. I'm glad he got nominated. I think there is something kind of quintessential best supporting actor, especially in his exit from the courtroom at the end that was like, okay, yep, you should nominate this. Yeah, you can feel the sadness. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that he it looks so of that time too. Like there's something about his like brow bone that just like sticks out a little bit more that makes him really look like he's from that era. Um and he's great. He's always been one of my like favorite actors, but like I've never said that out loud, I guess. Like I never would think of that because um, mm-hmm. like I'm all about the women, but like given his sort of career and all the movies that I've seen him in, he's he's always great. He's and always, always sort good. of the star of the show, show, but like, or just like steals a moment or something like that. But I really like him a lot. I think he's probably, I, I just think he'd be really cool to hang out with as well. Like I, I just, yeah, I love how he can toggle between like, he also did the hours that year. Like mm-hmm. he, like, I just think there's a, a good, it's sort of like what, and maybe not so much anymore, but like what Jonah Hill was doing, like kind of toggling bef- between Jonah Hill has like two Oscar noms. No, you're right. Or, a money yeah, ball. And uh, yeah. Uh, the other one. Uh, <laughs> the other one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just really love John C. Riley, and I thought he was great. And um... have you seen him as Doctor Steve Brule? No, okay. what is that? It's it. I don't. I I wouldn't even know. I'll just have to send you a clip, and then we'll. <laughs> okay. if people who don't know what it is, we'll talk about it next week after you've seen it. It'll be some homework. Sure. It's another iteration of John C. Riley where you'll be like, "Oh, I didn't. I didn't know you could do this as well." Yeah. It's oh, I love that. So great. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I really like him. I loved him in the hours as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm remembering him when he was in Never Been Kissed, which is like a smaller role, but he's great in that. I've not seen it. Oh, oh you've never seen Never Been crazy? Kissed? crazy? Wow. That was such I like I get a... yelled at that frequent about that frequently. Oh my gosh. That frequently. was a like, um, you know, younger teen years movie, movie theater birthday party kind of movie for me. Oh yeah. Um, I get it. Wow. Oh, put that on the list. Oh yeah. 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 Drew Barrymore. There's, I mean, there's a creepy kind of subplot of her and the teacher and you know, it's like, uh, why is he have the hots for her if he thinks he, she's a student, but uh, whatever. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It was 2002, you know, or whatever year. <laughs> no, no, it was like 1998, <laughs> please. Yeah. It was earlier than oh, that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, Christine Baranski. I can't yeah, believe... Yeah, before we get to Renee, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, do you know that the character typically is played by a man in the musical? I discovered that in my research, yeah, because there's a moment yeah. of, like, taking the wig off and, you know, like, oh, think some things are not as they appear and something like yes. that. Yes, yeah. and there's, like, a, a song, there's a moment. So I think the casting of this to sort of... It's it's a smart decision, like, because mm-hmm. I don't see how that would have fit in the movie at all oh at all oh at all i it it would have been just maybe too many sprinkles on the cupcake where you're like okay yeah um so i love i said it before i love a handsome woman i think christine baranski is sort of there are maybe handsomer women because i still think there's a there's a good amount of like class and sophistication femininity that she possesses but i i get why you know they 
they cast her here. Mm-hmm. It's it's perfect. Yeah, like I could see like a Frances McDormand in this role in a way. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, yeah. But I know Christine Baranski, I mean, I think in terms of like the type of actress that she is and like the roles that she does and like there, there's just something about her where it's like, of course she's in this. It's Christine. Yes, Bar- it's like, perfect. If you're going to do a movie musical, get fucking Christine Baranski. Like, yeah, it's it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Yeah. She's I I have been really wanting to watch uh what's that show? The the Good Fight. Ooh, the spin off yes. of The Good Wife, which I didn't watch either, but she's supposed to be great. And it's like she's the lead, and I love that like Christine Baranski isn't just playing the friend. Exactly. I I could be wrong, but I it's a little crazy to me that she has not or had not, I guess, cuz in the past uh didn't win an Emmy, a supporting Emmy for The Good Wife. I know that um, the other woman did, and I can't remember her oh, name. At the moment. Or, oh, And maybe she did, but I, I could just be remembering differently. But that's, I mean, that's always such a stiff category, like best supporting actress in a drama series. Like, it's it's tough. Yeah, um, it wasn't it Archie something? Archie Punjabi. Yeah, Archie yes. Punjabi, yeah. yeah. And I yeah. was like, I've never, I'd never heard of her. So have you seen The Good Wife? Punjabi, excuse me, not Punjabi, Punjabi. Um, I had seen The Good Wife. I think I watched the first two or three seasons because I am in love with Josh Charles. Oh. Like, I just think he is such a dreamy hunk of a man. I was really into him in that show. So that kept me going for a while. Wow. Um, uh, but Josh Charles Tangent, you have seen Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. I have not. Oh, put that on the list too. You're gonna I love know. that. Huh. And if you really like Josh Charles, you should see a movie called Threesome. <laughs> Whoa! I think it's um, Stephen Baldwin, um, wow. Josh Charles, and oh, I can't remember the actress's name um, who's in it. But um, yeah, I think you would appreciate it. That and don't tell my baby's who's dead. Laura Flynn, Boyle, Laura Flynn Boyle, Josh Charles, and Stephen Baldwin. Yes. 1994. Yeah. It was a good year. It was a good year. All right. Yeah. So, um, but yes. Uh, and I also love Christine Bransky in The Birdcage, obviously. Like it's. Oh, yeah. There's so it's many perfect. great roles yeah. in that, but she, it's, she, does, she does that character so perfectly. Yeah, exactly what we need her to do. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Renee. We talked so much about her already too, but I just, I really honestly think that I, I've said this before, maybe on Squirrel Friends too, that this could have been her Oscar. Like in another year, I think it's a very respectable p- performance. I feel like Amanda disagreed with me when I said that, but I don't know. I think just like Velma too, she's really kind of like, I love the number Roxy a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, from the beginning, she's, she's giving us everything that we need. And, uh, I really loved her in this role, and I don't know how you feel or if you would agree or maybe not feeling it as much. She is so effing good in this. Like, she yeah. just is so good. It's such a, like, such a great performance. It's so, she's so entertaining the whole time. Like, there's kind of this feeling of, like, why were, why was everyone against her? She is so solid in this movie her her yeah. voice is beautiful her t- her her you know dancing is solid her acting is great i mean she's in terms of acting like she's like she's nailing every beat she's nailing the drama she's nailing the comedy she's nailing the the musical theater elements like she's she's just like i agree i think in, there is a world where she could have won the oscar for this yeah um cuz there is a little bit of like if you listen to the original Broadway soundtrack to um, a little bit of ditziness mm-hmm. uh, to Roxy that I think the Broadway actress, because it is, 
strangely enough, considered a musical comedy. Mm-hmm. I think it, you would be... Um, I would love for you to... I have seen the show once, but it was just like my friend doing it at a community theater, which was, I mean, great in itself. Mm. Um, but um, there are more funny moments. It's played for humor on the stage rather than like... There are moments of humor in the movie, but they didn't lean in as hard too. And I, I right. kind of like that that choice was made um, with Roxy. And yeah, I don't... I think there's a lot of... Uh, in the number, Roxy, her just kind of running around and, like, touching the mirrors and, like, those men are, like, throwing her, like, everywhere and she's just going for it. Um, yeah. Th- I think that's her... My favorite number with her as well. Yeah. I do love Nowadays, though, because, of, I mean, Fosse Well, Verdon, it's because like, of Fosse Verdon. I mean, I, I thought if we get through this and we don't talk about Fosse Verdon and that scene, I mean... Yes. I, all I hear is just, like, Michelle Williams doing that, like you know, doing not the first time she has to do it, but the second time she has to do it for Bob and she can barely get through it. That's what I hear every time now. And then him saying, I could see you're really upset about this. Yeah, yeah. But the fact of the matter is, I think it worked better as a duet. And we can't find that out. And I mean, it, oh God. Uh, that's great. That scene. But I, I will also say too, that they, they didn't do it the way they do in the, in the show because in the show, as we know from Fosse Verdon, it is a duet. They mm. kind of just take a verse, but they gave... I almost said Michelle Williams. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> who could have been Roxy? I mean, let's be honest. She mm-hmm. could have very easily... Um, I think initially um, with another director attached, they wanted Charlize Theron. Uh, yes. Theron. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Theron. Um, who knows? And yeah. once uh, Rob Marshall was tied to it, she auditioned again, and then they decided to go with Renee, which sucks. Uh, but yeah. I would have been interested to see that. Um, yeah, that would have been interesting. I, I feel like I'm glad that it's Renee Zellweger, and I love Charlize Theron, but I... There's something about Renee Zellweger that I think that she is able to bring in those little ditzy moments, those little like weird, funny moments without, again, overplaying them. Yes, exactly. That is exactly it. Too. Yeah. Um, she just kind of has that built in her already mm-hmm. that like the actress Renee Zellweger has. So mm-hmm. um, I forget what I was talking about before, but that's OK. Uh, uh, oh, they did. They gave her the number nowadays. Like they have that like black dress mm-hmm. um, moment that turns into her auditioning, which is just another brilliant moment. Of yeah, her auditioning and Tay Diggs. I mean, shout out to Tay Diggs. He's a beautiful man too. Like, let's just. Oh my god! Ugh. I was like, ah, oh, he's with that so tipped hat, so you know, young, and you know, some scotch at the edge of the piano. Mm-hmm. It's great. Ugh, yeah. No, I, I um. I love that she had the opportunity to do nowadays on her own. Like it kind of made sense to me that honestly, if that first part was a duet, I'd be like, well, it is Roxy's song. Like I sort of understand the point and I understand kind of like Velma coming in after, you know what I mean? Like the, that last song, like that makes sense to me, but I feel like nowadays, yeah, that's at least in the structure of the movie, like it would have been like, Velma, what are you doing in this moment? This is Roxy's moment. It's Roxy's song, as they say in, in Fosse Verdon. I know, I know. <laughs> it does, and it does work really well in the movie. So it's like they kind of convinced me otherwise, too. But they do eventually sing it together for like like nowadays going in the hot honey rag where they, you know, where they take their robes off, too. Mm-hmm. Um and it also works there, but they do sing it in unison. They're not taking a verse there either. And I just think it, it just works. Mm-hmm. It does. So, <sighs> yeah. 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 It was, I, I really enjoyed revisiting this movie. I love the ending. I love like the frenetic energy of the ending and then how it, where it cuts out. Like that was just a great, like editing wise, it was just like a beautiful way to end a movie. Um, yes. And it's, yeah, I, I had a great time with it. Actually, when it was over, I was like, whoa, 
that flew by. I felt like that was it like always does an yeah. hour. Yeah. Um, great, great movie. Well, speaking of flying by while we're just having the time of our lives, so is this episode. But I, we have to get to. Uh, I mean, I think we're in agreement, really, that the moment she won it was I can't do it alone. Yeah. And maybe you have another, do you have a runner up for that or is it just simply that? I think, I mean, she's so great in so many moments, but I think that scene and then obviously that little micro moment up at the, the top of the stairs or at the at the landing when she has that pulling herself by the, you know, yes. uh, by the thing. I, I, I think, yeah, it's just such a great scene. I kind of feel like if someone were to ask in the future, like what are some quintessential best supporting actress moments, I would list this moment. Yeah, Catherine Zeta-Jones pulling herself up the stairs yeah. and sliding on a pole. And sliding yeah, on a pole, great. yeah, yeah. Doesn't sound like anything, but it is everything. It's all so much, time. yeah. Sandy Dennis pauses at the top of the stairs. May not sound like anything, but trust and believe, it's everything. <laughs> it's... Oh God, I love it. Um, so that's your when she won it moment as well. Yes, yes. I, I, I actually didn't type anything else up besides that because that mm-hmm. was my. I, I think. Even as I was taking my notes, I put that down first, and then I was like, no, I, I feel really good about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, yeah. Well, great. Well, well, as they say, that's Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> that's Chicago. Oh, my God. That part I did go, oh, okay. Well, yeah. A little too on the nose, but whatever. Yeah. Um, well, that, of course, takes us into a segment that I always enjoy, which is... Uh, our BSA of the week, yes. which as per usual is a performance, a, an actress, an actor, a person, uh, a food, a thing, a song, a show, anything in your life that has acted as the best supporting actress of your life this week. Mm. Love it. Uh, I'll go first. Go I'll, for I'll it. get in here. Go for um, it. I, before we started recording, I went to see a production of The Music Man. Um, well. One of my students was in it. And uh, she played Alma Hicks, which is the character that Amanda Kaczynski, best supporting actress, Amanda best supporting Kaczynski actress Amanda Kaczynski, yeah, yeah, she's like, I'm playing Alma Hicks in The Music Man. Do you know that role? And I was like, Oh, oh, it's uh, iconically played by Amanda Kaczynski. Yeah. I think she's played it like six times. It was like she could just like <laughs> go on tour as Alma Hicks at this point too. Wow. Um, but it brought back so many memories of when I met. Uh, Amanda and just like we did that in Florida that show which was so Mm. great but I will say there was one person who stuck out uh, an actress her name is Katie Carney and she's a local Pittsburgh actress she's probably never going to listen to us so it's fine Um, she had Catherine and then in parentheses Katie Carney in the program which I thought was cute she played Mrs. Peru so this is a character that is there's Marion who's the main lead uh, leading lady and then like the mother who has like an Irish accent, which is a very hard accent to do, mm-hmm. I will say. And it's like, it was community theater. So I I was expecting, you know, someone to butcher just an Irish accent. Right. But she, from the moment she walked on stage, she, she understood the assignment of Mrs. Peru. Mm. She was like kind of the... Um, I don't want to say doting mother, but almost like the nebby, nebbish uh, mother who was like, when are you going to get married? And all this stuff. And she hit all those uh, beats that she needed to. There's like one moment where she's talking to Harold Hill and then she's like, and Harold Hill asks her to meet her at the uh, Marion at the footbridge in 15 minutes. But we know that, you know, Mrs. Peru has been listening the whole time and she pops up from behind the curtain and says what? And it like brought the house down. It was great. Mm. Um, I just loved it. It was like an unexpected. Normally, that's not the role that you would remember, perhaps. But for her, she was consistently uh, I was I was excited every time she was on stage, which is, you know, 
BSA energy. That's really. yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. qualifies. That's great. I am. I'm yeah. not super familiar with the Music Man. That's okay. That's yeah. I, I figured you might not be, but for those who appreciate the Music Man, I, I think they'll they'll enjoy. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm John and I. T- he talked me through some of the highlights. Played some of the songs. Like the he doesn't know the territory. So I, like I know. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so right. like I heard that whole song. Rock Island. Yeah. Or, yeah so I know a thing. I know a thing or two. Um, okay. But it was yeah. So uh, and obviously it'll be out on Broadway. Uh, next year with yeah, Hugh I don't know Jackman how I feel about Sutton Foster. Sutton Foster. Sutton Foster. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, but Hugh Jackman is perfect for that. It's it's like kind of annoying how perfect it is, but you know, right? What are you gonna do? Right? It's almost on the nose. It's gonna yeah. sell tickets. It is gonna sell. Tickets. It's gonna sell so That's many sure. tickets. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be nuts. Yeah. The moms are pouring in. Anyways, oh the moms. How about you, Colin? Well, you know, there's one obvious one, but there's one you know I will mention, and I think this was this came out of. Uh, you and BSA Amanda Kaczynski talking about talking about this on his girlfriends, but it was that episode of Modern Love with Anne Hathaway. Ooh. So I watched it because you guys had you know recommended it and talked about it, and I have to agree she she gives an incredible performance. Yeah, it's a, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. That scene in the diner in the end. When she's yeah. like, you know, do you, do you want to go with to the, the movies co-worker. with me and get a drink with a coworker? Like, that was just, I was really, really impressed. She's incredible. And I feel like, much like Renee Zellweger, I'm like, okay, I think we need to, like, give give her another take. You know what I mean? Like, give her another chance. <laughs> give her another take. Yeah. yeah, we really do. I mean, I don't know if I ever stopped. I think I just went along with it because the world was, and I... I should have been stronger, Colin. I know. I should have stuck up for Anne. I know. I know. Uh, but Ugh. I, I'm glad that she pushed through. And I, this, it was just, this was a great performance. It's so worth seeing. What's on Amazon Prime? I think. Yeah, Amazon Prime episode three. Yeah, yeah. I can't. remember. It's called like "Love Me for Who I Am." Mm-hmm. Something, something, something. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, the little thumbnail she's in it, so you'll know it's yes, her. Yes, she is. Um, so that was great, but my BSA of the week, of course, you know this because I sent this to you. <laughs> yes. So I fell into like a rabbit hole on YouTube. I I was I was admittedly I think you know, I think here's what it was. I watched the clip of of Candace Bergen from Starting Over that you had recommended last week, oh, and great. I saw that micro moment, and it was great. And she Isn't was it great? great. It was so great. It was such a choice. That to like that that freeze that moment as if she was forgetting the words or she got lost or something, and then she looked. Oh, it's great! It was it's great, better than ever, better than ever. The way she just like is bad but good yeah. all at the same time, and he commits to it. It was really great. She has good hands, good arms. Oh, in that song. great yeah. arms and hands. Um, yeah. acting with her elbows. <laughs> and then I watched the trailer of Breaking Away because I was like, you know, I really should kind of like see these clips. And I got to see what you were talking about, about Barbara Barry and like some yep. of the notes she was playing. And I was like, oh, yeah. OK, she's great. So then it was like Barbara Barry, Barbara Barry. Let's let's do a little Barbara Barry, you know, research. Ooh. So that, of course, took me down a company path, of course, because, you know, yes. she's there. So I saw yeah, she's there. Um, I saw a whole bunch of things. I saw there was some. Yeah, that this if this is a whole tangent of company things I saw that we'll talk about another time or I'll send you. Uh, but yeah. it, it was just like look at all the company stuff. Like there was Bernadette Peters singing Barcelona. Um, Ooh! Oh my God! It was so good. It was I feel so like good. I should have seen that at this point, but I haven't. Oh, okay. it was some kind of like musical theater of 1979 review, and it was like oh, of course. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Ear tug Carol. Uh, Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett singing "Ladies yeah. Who Lunch." 
and then it was oh yeah i feel like maybe it was some tribute to sondheim yeah something. it was that ri- rings a bell richard chamberlain know. and um Burnett peters did barcelona she's like where you going yeah <laughs> she's like oh yes 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 <laughs> That's yeah, fun. That's great. And it was great. I was like, okay, all right, she's great. Barcelona. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, she she would do those moments. So, of course, that, you know, but then I was, you know, that was a little detour to, you know, company. But then there was like a clip, and I didn't know what this was, but it was some ending courtroom scene clip from a movie from the 60s called One Potato, Two Potato. Starring, best title. Best starring, Ever. yeah, great title. But I was like, what the fuck is this? And so I was like, well, let's just see what happens. And the movie is about Barbara Barry who plays this divorced woman who falls in love. She's white. She falls in love with a black man. She has a daughter. I think her husband then, like, sues for custody because, you know, it, the, the child would not be right to raise in an interracial household, blah, blah, blah. Crazy. Um, and at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, she loses custody. And, like, it's a super, it's a, such a fucking downer of a movie. And so she leaves the the courtroom, and there is a minor like micro moment before the big moment where she unbuttons her um, ooh, ooh. the collar of her dress. That dress, yeah. that, that just like oh, because she's she is buttoned up that whole yeah yeah. Oh. And so she starts to unravel and button, and then her partner, um, you know, boyfriend kind of comes out after her, and you know meets meets up with her, you know on the sidewalk outside the courtroom and she has this like dazed moment of like, I want my baby. And then she has this freak out, this karate chop, Barbara Barry, black belt, baby freak out. Um, that I did not see coming. I did not know that was going to happen. And I was like, Oh my, Oh my God. Oh my God. What just happened to me? And I, I, I watched it so many times. Oh yeah. I did too. I want my baby. Oh yeah, my God. It's like left, 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 right. Yes. It's like this, like it's, it's like, uh, it's so great. It's so you good. want it. You want that moment and you know, it's kind of coming. Cause in the courtroom scene, it's like someone is lighting her chair on fire but she has to stay there and take it you could see it brimming Mm -hmm. she wants to but she just gets up and leaves yeah and she's like all right so that's gonna be it that's gonna be it yeah she really came that way all right right. (laughs) and it is i i found the movie on youtube i'm gonna watch the whole thing because she (laughs) she won best actress at Cannes that year and i for this movie that like i've never heard of um and i it was that moment, I just it it goes up there with Tony Collette and Hereditary immediately. Yeah, and it really is. It immediately went on the shelf. Twenty seven for sure. Go, Barbara Barry goes to a twenty seven. Barbara Barry karate chops someone outside of a courtroom. <laughs> yeah, and her hair flies forward like yes. And that moment everything. where then she kind of like I think like you had texted like she has like freeze in front of him and then she falls. Uh, yeah, I I I just it was. I felt like I was like panning for gold and I just found this beautiful little nugget. Yeah, that was 
because those moments, I mean, they happen, of course, but like to find one so unexpectedly like that is probably, I'm jealous. I'm jealous uh, of that moment. Well, you know, yeah. you never know. You just, it, they come to I us hope, all. I pray that I can someday. <laughs> oh, oh, would, would, would that I could be so lucky as to stumble across <laughs> such a gem in my own pursuits. I mean, YouTube, my history is crazy. Like, oh, I, it's like, yeah. I never want anyone looking at my YouTube history because it's, it's just like the craziest things that I like have to think. And they're all just like BSA related. Of course. Like, oh, I know. Ladies. Yeah, I know. I don't know what I'm more ashamed of, my YouTube history or like my porn history. <laughs> I don't know what I mean of. I don't know which one tells, some, tells you more about me. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. What? Oh. Oh. Again, music and good old music. As if we planned it, we are being played off this podcast like a couple of BSAs who've gone on too long. So, uh, before we get dragged off the stage, where can they find you? Uh, They can find more of me at Nikachanov on Instagram and Twitter. That is my handle. And you can uh, tune into Squirrel Friends Cocktail Cocktail Hour every other week. And you can also go uh, to my other bot. Why can't I talk? I, I was going to say podcast because I was going to say bad gay. The No Good, Very Bad Gay podcast where I talk about films and musical artists and pop divas that I don't know as much as I should know about, quote unquote. Um, and Colin has been a frequent guest, so yeah, check those out. That's right. Uh, and yeah. of course, you know, speaking of frequent guests, you can also uh, hear more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance, which of course Nick has also been a guest on. Yeah. Um, and, uh, of course you can find me on All Right Mary talking about drag queens and drag competition reality shows. And, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, if they wanted to get a hold of us to talk about BSAs, uh, where, where are we as a podcast in the world? Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at BSA pod, and you can also send your thoughts suggestions general thoughts on anything that we talk about uh at the bsa pod at gmail.com or the bsa pod it's not t-h-e-e yeah the. the um indeed well of course you know we need to we should i think we should thank meryl streep only because she was talked about just as much this episode yeah she had to take a step down so that Catherine could take a step up yes yes this yes year. she she um she still played. nominated, but you know, nominated in every category possible that year, but did not win, so that Catherine could. Yeah. So thank you, Meryl. Thank you, yes. Renee. Thank you, Barbara Barry. Thank you, Christine Baranski. Thank you, Christine um, Baranski. Thank you, uh, Rob Marshall for being Rob yeah. Marshall, the the girl from Music Man with her Irish accent. <laughs> Marion Peru. Mar- Ms. Mrs. Peru. Excuse me. Mrs. Yeah. Peru. <sighs> yeah, it's been an episode. It's um, been an episode. And Ka- thank you, Catherine Zeta Jones. Yes. Oh my gosh, we forgot to thank you. Um, you're an inspiration. Come back soon, yeah. Catherine. We need you. We need you to be in something. I hope you're doing well. Yeah. Follow her on Instagram, everyone. Um, and uh, that's Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>